When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, good morning. <laughs> good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. And good night. Wait a minute. Don't interrupt us, cannabis. <laughs> this is our intro. God damn it. Do it again. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Oh, and also while we're at it, Sife. Yeah. Hey, hey, we don't hear anything. Oh, you didn't hear that? You're just bopping your head. Looking like oh, I was playing Get Retarded by our guest today. No, cannabis, ladies and gentlemen. Cannabis, what up? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Yo, Biss, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. So glad this uh, this worked out. How you doing, Mr. Roseberg? Cypher. Uh, really good, man. Cannabis. You're, you're, can Sife, cannabis is a name you and I have tossed around for a long time one, about wanting to talk to Cannabis him. is like, I'm going to explain throughout the podcast, but cannabis is like my little brother from a group home, but he went to go live with his mom. You know what I mean? Like, like we have we have friends that I know so much about cannabis that he don't know that I know. And wow. also cannabis is the first rapper to ever say my name on a on a piece of vinyl. Wait, wait, wait. Yep. Yep. Hold on. First, let me do this right again since it yeah. didn't come through to you guys. Is that better? Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> So sorry, wait, when did cannabis shout you out on record? Ah, that was a I don't ever remember the song. But he so, shouted and, out I think he, he shouted out a bunch of DJs. But you were one. You were considered an actual DJ. But it was my first time in the era of when we just had vinyl where I could scratch my name. Yeah, that's big. We didn't have CDJs back then. We didn't have Serato where you could literally just say anything, put it in your Serato, and, and cut it up. Right, right. And for people for people who may not know, just to give a little bit of background, like obviously everyone who listens to Juan Epp knows cannabis, but I do think it's important you know, for some of our younger audience to understand that in 97, yo, 
cannabis was so popping. Like cannabis, when I started college radio, your records were so big. I remember cannabis. You, you remember when you did Universal put out the the promo um, that had how we roll on one side and um, the freestyles, all the radio and mixtape freestyles on the other side. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> it was like. It, they, they had like, say, if you remember this promo, it had like four or yeah. five of his freestyles on yeah. one side. And that's how that's how scorching hot you were in that moment was that people just wanted to play the freestyles from other people's shows. So other people say, yep, <laughs> like that's how crazy shit was. So I guess the thing I've in never talking to you on the record before, like how did how did it all start for you? Because by the time we kind of got hip to you. It was already, for me at least, Sife, it was already happening. Like the, yeah. the motion, you were already in motion and sort of blowing up. How did the actual, what were the early beginnings of, of cannabis? A guy who a lot of people credit in some ways as being the first guy, like the guy who invented internet rap, the first yep. internet rapper. How did that all get started? Um, you asking me or Cypher? I'm asking you. you. Oh, okay. Um, I, hear from me I can talk it. to Sife any day I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the beginnings, yeah, I mean, it's a long time ago, right? Um, and uh, my memories of it is like, um, I'm sure I, I can't be 100% accurate about everything because I know that I was signed in, uh, I signed my contract Universal in 96, September 8th of 96. Okay. And then the album didn't come out till... September 8th or 9th of 98. 898, right. Yes, I was on Universal for two years. And um, uh, I just remember pretty much like doing a like a mixtape campaign. Uh, um, I was campaigning like on my own. I started on my own campaigning on my own. I literally mean like on my own, like being downtown at a, uh, uh, Hudson Street, where Hot 97 was, um, Killer Priest, uh, uh, some guys, Pumpkinhead, I remember. Shout out uh, to Pumpkinhead, Pumpkinhead. Wow. Yeah, wow. shout out to Pumpkinhead. Some guys wow. out there. By, rest, um, rest in peace, Great Papayas. Great Papayas, that's right. Rest in paradise to, to Pumpkinhead with Great Papayas and uh, a, a, a group of MCs called like The Plague and I remember being down there rhyming with them like I just I just remember the beginning like I was I was campaigning man but it wasn't it wasn't for the record deal because I already had the deal right mm, so right. it was for it was mainly just for just uh I guess like just like we just exercise man like like that's that where that whole lyrical fitness thing came from I took it so seriously back then I mean all there was was just rhymes rhymes and more rhymes you know yeah. it was such a it was, uh, I look back on those times, it's like a, it's like somewhat of a blur because responsibilities were just, I mean, can you imagine like your only responsibility being to just like really just, just rhyme as right, rhyme. best as you could <laughs> and be just as good as you could be like with yeah. rhymes. Like it's just. All the days uh, probably blend together. Yeah. Yeah. But how'd um, you, but how'd you get to the, you said, so you got the deal in 96 before you even started that. How did you get to the point of being able to get a deal with Universal? So what happened was it was uh Lost Boys, right? I started with the Lost Boys. Um uh I, you know, 
my partner at the time at Lost Boys, I was general manager of Group Home Entertainment, and uh, Charles Suit was uh, was the head of Group Home Entertainment. Um, and so what we did was we uh, we got a production deal for the Lost Boys on uh, on Universal. Um, the production deal came with uh, the ability to sign three acts a year, um, you know, and it was like a a biannual uh, salary for that. And uh, because of like some things that had happened, I was able to say, okay, well, you know what? I got to be the um, the first artist to sign to the label through Group Home. And so, um, you know, it was agreed upon, and um, and I and I and I inked, I inked to Universal through Group Home Entertainment. Um, weird, weird enough, like nobody really knew that that I could get busy like that, or I was going to you know, get busy or how serious I was until right around 97 started rolling around. And, and from that campaigning that was going on in 96, it, I guess it became more and more evident in 97, how serious I was. And then things started to snowball into, you know, this buzz and all that, man. And these were rhymes that I had probably in 94. I might have had these rhymes since '93 or '94 because, like, you know, I graduated from high school in '92. So. And did you graduate? I, did you graduate in the in the D.C. area from high school? Where did you graduate from high school? Pretty much, I, I, I 12th grade. Um, moved around a lot, but I do remember I graduated from Blazingburg. Yeah. From Blazingburg, Blazingburg yeah, PG Highsville. Uh-huh. Yep. There you go, yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, so my those rhymes, I man, I had those rhymes from of really young age years before that so a lot of stuff people were hearing you know it's just do so one thing i one thing i wanted to share with you though rosenberg because i know you over the years you've been riding for me a lot man i i never got a chance to say thank you i i pretty much uh definitely gun shy about it knowing that um knowing that i wasn't active as much right in the music so i didn't want to i didn't want to like reach out to you and Yo. sometimes <laughs> You, you you got a real aggressive personality when you want to be, man. I didn't want to I didn't want to reach out and just act like, oh yeah, you know, let's let's hop to it. You know what I mean? I kind of wanted to just, you know, just you know, just fall back, just fade away a little bit. And um, yeah, man, I I never got a chance to say thank you for for having my back. Sometimes, um, I appreciate that. Um, but what people don't really know much about is uh. You know, I just wanted to get off the bench, Peter. Like I wasn't, I wasn't ever trying to. Like now they'll call, like, oh yeah, this battle rapper. But I mean, now there's real battle rappers out there, right? Like people who mm-hmm. that's all they do. They don't even try to make song format, or they're not even trying to write like in a poetic fashion about a topic. They just they're really battle rappers. But yeah. back totally, then, it's a totally different art form, completely. Yeah, but back then they called me the battle rapper. Now they call me the battle rapper. It's like, you know, I wish they kind of make up their mind. You know, I tried to, I was trying to just uh, get off the bench, rock with some of my favorites, you know, um, you know, add on to rap like as a poet. You know what I mean? Like, it really was, it was the most innocent thing, boss. Like, it really was, man. Well, it's, <laughs> but it seemed that way. Like, like to be honest, it you always, that that's what I think, struck with so many people was how clearly you you came by it honestly like you were trying to be the illest spitter in the game and what you developed was 
one of the biggest hypes that we had seen. Saif, yeah. I would say original, going, like original viral. You know what I mean? Before <clears throat> before that term became so overused with social media, like your shit was viral. And how about this? How about this, Saif? I I think the cannabis hype had been the biggest hypes for an artist before they dropped. It had been Nas was the last time we'd seen that. Yeah. Where people had talked about it beforehand, like so much oh before, my god, yeah. oh my god. And 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 it almost puts you in an impossible spot album wise. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I'm guessing I've never talked to you, but my guess is that album must have been really hard to settle on what to do because it had been building so much. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right, Peter. I mean, you think about it, and Cypher, you you sort of witnessed it too, if you think about it. So at the time, there were so many producers, right, that were heavyweights at that time. Like it wasn't like rap. Rap wasn't rap wasn't like a void of of platinum producers or gold produced producers or just producers that were heavy hitters and heavyweights. Yeah. Like producers were, Illmatic started it for producers. With with, with Search mm-hmm. did with all that. It started that whole arms race for producers at that point everybody was asking yo who produced that so who produced it who produced right, it right. that was after illmatic um so that makes a lot of sense was, yeah that's what was going on and you know i had been signing the label since 96 the buzz started late 96 um early early 97 so that was a whole and the record didn't come out till 98 so there was a long time that uh, producers were trying to get on the record, but then I got with the Fugees, or I got with Clef and Jerry Wonder, Prize, and and it became more and more difficult to get production from anyone else, right? Because right. because those guys were like, you know, they were, you know, they, you know, twenty one million sold, man. You know what I mean? Like that's a hard that's a hard check to beat, right? Like, you know, you know, my label. Um, the label, the the uh, heads at my label, were kind of like uh, they they wanted they wanted to see you know huge numbers they wanted to see so it's like they didn't disturb you know like the uh, the greenhouse that that Clef had going on you know I'm not blaming them at all or anything I'm just saying that there was like and and they they took me on the road Clef Clef uh, because there, you know there was a black ball going on at the time where where um promoters weren't necessarily booking me right so so clef took me on the road like if it wasn't for clef i wouldn't have traveled on the road man like there was no there were no shows coming in like they were supposed to be right um uh the radio interviews they weren't coming in like they were supposed to be right so being under clef's wing there was some protection there for me man you know what yeah. i'm saying I, yo, I, I never got to experience a first album under the the auspices of okay, this MC is out here. He's you know he's just trying to rhyme, and it's a good thing, y'all. Give him a shot because it looked like I had like assaulted an OG <laughs> in the game. The other OGs were mad too, and this is like you know they didn't care but it, how it happened to it. All of that drama, all of the blackballing, and all that came from that from dissing and, LL from LL. I mean, of course. And I was young, man. I was, I was twenty. I was what? I was twenty-one years old, twenty-two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and um, yeah, man. I mean, do, it's all do, history now. But yeah. but it's funny. It's funny how, you know, you, you can't really. 
I mean, how many albums do I have now? Like, what, 15? You know what I mean? Like, uh, probably talked about everything under the sun in yeah. poetry. And um, it just, that that thing comes up all the time, man. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow, you know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just not really sure. It's, it's. You know, it's so it's so 1900s, man. <laughs> well, here's the, 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 the hard. Let me let me ask you the hard. Let me ask you the hard basic question. And I do want to. We do have to get in some of the details of it. But do you regret dissing LL? I mean, so the question is this, right? The question is this. Um. So if I didn't regret him, what, what was I supposed to do? Like if I didn't regret him, like well, the question is that if I didn't, if I didn't defend like the rap at the time that I knew what I thought was was like my life, right in music, what mm -hmm. what what was I supposed to do then? I mean, well, nobody I ever really ask... answers that question. Like, what was I supposed to do? Well, well hold on, but th I guess that would ask then. I guess that would then be get another question, which yeah. is, what was the origin? What would the what was the origin as simple as like? You complimented the mic on his arm, and, and then he said something weird about you. So I, you know what I'm saying? Because that yeah. sort of be, begs the question of how yeah. did we get here? And then I can yeah. tell you what I think would have made sense. Yeah. Well. Also, I, this I, is I, also I, this is a bunch of old guys living life for a long time, which what we think what would make sense in our brains now. Right. And you were a kid. Yeah. Right. We were yeah, all I was, kids. I was, I was a kid. Right. We were all, ki we we were were all, all kids. kids. Right. We were all kids. So, yeah. But then there were there were older guys that were older than us, though, right? And yeah. these older guys, you know, they saw opportunity to, like, kind of, yeah. um, I don't know, man, like, like box, box a, a, a kid in and see how it, it was kind of like, you know, I'm talking about producers, you know what I'm saying? Like executive producers, people that are not even here anymore, bro. People who are dead. You understand what I'm trying yeah. to say? Like yeah, that, that, that managed and all that type of stuff. And they, you know, they, uh, they sort of, they, 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 no one wanted to stop it, man. They just wanted it to be a train wreck. You understand what I mean? Like no one, no one, no one wanted to, no one wanted to talk to they folks and say, Hey, you know, Look, man, you can't work it out another way. They wanted to, I don't know, man, like just wreck the youngin. You know what I'm trying to say? And all I was really standing behind was like, you know, some rhymes and um, my faith at the time. You know, God praying. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Know, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Just a tiny little um, refuge, if you will. You know what I mean? Because Remember, DMX and I were neck and neck for uh, being on the cover of like a Vibe magazine or um, or Blaze magazine or whatever the, the top um, media yeah. was at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was me and X. I think we had the two biggest publishing deals of the year that year, right? So, and that saved that saved that saved my bacon too, right? Like if I didn't get that publishing deal, man, like. I wouldn't have been able to make it to 2000, you right. see? But then when I made it to 2000, you know, that had gotten folded because the same kind of group 
of people were saying, hey, um, you know, I got I got bosses too, cannabis. That 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 contract you did, we can't cut you that check because we don't think you're going to recoup. Not you didn't recoup, but we don't think you're going to recoup, right? When I had a gold record, you know, 2000 BC was dope. The only reason I signed to, you know, that publishing company at the time was because I was told that I was going to have, you know, work to write for other artists. You know what I mean? Because while I was good at reading and writing and comprehension and my poetry was good, my voice was a little bit overbearing in one way or another. So I was always able to write for artists. You know what I'm saying? I do have like a couple yeah. writer's credits under my belt, but none of that stuff materialized because this group, this group was so overbearing and so um, like all powerful. Right. And I'm sure like you guys are in the game. You guys know, you know, that that type of stuff is out there. Like there is such thing as like a great white shark. You know what I mean? Like there's such a thing, you know, there's such a thing as like apex predators, man. Like nightmares are real on that side of things. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And you guys are witness all, you guys are witness all that. So now when you fast forward to today, you know, when you look at sort of like what comes up, my name is mentioned or the, the name cannabis is mentioned. You look, it's, it's kind of like that, that stigma is still there. Right. So the people, most of the people who were doing this and involved in all this, they're still alive. Right. So you can't really expect me to have all the answers. I, I, uh, I know what I know. I know what I've experienced. I know that a lot of other people experience somewhat the same thing. I mean, you know, the casualty list in hip hop is real long and real large. You know what I mean? Like, bro, when I got when I got into working at labels, you know, I'm a young kid on the radio in the clubs. Right. I get hired to be like the A&R consultant and uh, the in-house DJ. And I'm, I'm learning how to the inside works. And it was literally like stomach turning. It was disgusting right. how they talked about artists how artists were just like numbers on a piece of paper that could be moved around however they felt. And I'm like, you know, I got empathy for people. And I'm like, I'm a human being. I'm like, how are we just treating people this way? You know what I mean? People who you've promised the world to. I remember the first time I was at Raucous Records, and I love Jared and Brian. And they're the first ones to teach me how a how recouping worked. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, we got most deaf. If most deaf, he got whatever. I'm making these numbers up. This is not actual fact, but he got he owns 12%. He gets 12% of his album sales or whatever. And we gave him three hundred thousand dollars to do an album or whatever, five hundred thousand dollars. So I'm like, okay, so if he sells a million records, that's $8 million. 12% of $8 million is this. He should recoup within 200,000 records or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. He got to recoup 500,000 from his 12%, right. not from 100%. Right, yeah. And, and my stomach dropped. And I'm like, oh, y'all robbing niggas. Like, right. 
Right. And they, they like, they're like, this is how it's always been. And I said, I, it shit literally hit me in the gut like, oh, we're just, just commodity, like just things to be played with. And there's, how can you ever make that money back? How could you ever? So it's just a cycle that I'm like, oh, advances are not really money you earned. It's money you're supposed to pay back and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And that shit really yeah, hurt so- me. But I was like, but I want to make music. I want to be in the game. Yeah, I mean, Cypher, wanna... you're right. You're 100% right. Um, even today, right, if you're on iTunes or any one of those music digital uh, retailers, the uh, the the, uh, the stipend or the royalty is like .00018, right? So if you sell like, like 10 million albums or something, or a million albums, if you, if you have a million downloads or a million sales, I think the number is... 35,000 USD off of a million sales. So, yeah. you know, nothing's really changed with that. But but listen, no, that's the right. game. We sign up for it, you know, it, 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 that goes along with it. I don't want to make it like I'm complaining about the music industry because I'm definitely no, not, man. I, I feel yeah. like it's a blessing to even have had any records out to have been on an elite level. They made the True. investment up front to get you all over the world. I did travel. Right. I did... I, I did have, you know, I had a blast in so far as like getting closer to my dream of being like, you know, having being influential with words like, for example, Rock Kim was or G Rap was or, you know, Big yeah. Daddy Kane was or K Solo was, right? Or Red Man was. Like, I wanted to be influential with my words. That's what I wanted. And that's what I ended up getting at the end of the day. Yeah, How it happened was through a whole lot of fighting and it was a lot of and it shouldn't have been nearly that much of a fight man because you know i respected all those guys man you know all of them and like i said man you know those those things that play though you know that stuff never changes man you know what i mean like you know yeah of course the old guard man (laughs) i'm saying the old guard so those people all those people you just mentioned and more like how was it when you first met them and they were like, yo, you could rhyme or your verse did this or da 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 da. Like, so Nas feel was, crazy. Nas was really cool about it when I met Nas. Um, yeah. Uh, G Rap. I, I ended up working with G Rap, you know, later on on subsequent projects. Um, Rakim was also, also like, I ended up working know, with him. And you and Rakim were on Universal at the same time when he was dropped. You guys dropped within like six months of each other, right? Yeah, I mean, um, so at the time, there was a a lady by the name of Jocelyn Cooper Gilstrap, and when I was tearing up the mixtapes and doing my thing, like she called me in the office with another guy called Tabari, um, and she asked me, should I sign him? She asked me, she asked me, Cannabis, I'm going to ask you a question, like, you know, and I just want an honest answer. I said, sure. She said, should I sign Rakim? you know, to Universal. So my eyes lit up. What? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, but I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was talking about, so I tried to be serious. I said, I said, absolutely. You should absolutely sign him there to Universal. Um, I said, you know, you know, yeah, you should absolutely sign him there. And, you know, but I was happy, you know what I mean? But that's what I said, like, you know. That's but, um, crazy. Yeah. That's like, why. You must have been like, how are you asking me about Rakim? That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but, but I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, my answer wasn't so excited that it looked as if 
I didn't know what I was talking about, so I tried to keep a poker face right. on. And I said, "You should absolutely sign it," but my eyes lit up and gave it away. You know what I mean? Like I just went. But you always that. I don't. I feel like your brand was partially seeming very serious. You know, like your tone on record is very serious. Like I love. I. I, I we're gonna play some stuff. I have countless <laughs> moments of yours that I love, but. I, it didn't always sound like you were having fun necessarily. <laughs> it sounded like you were destroying people. Like I want to destroy everything. I mean, blame it on Onyx, man. Onyx was bald headed. They was running around. They was, you know, they was telling like everybody to throw them things in the air. Like Onyx, Onyx got away with all that. You know what I'm saying? Like why, why did I get away with it, Onyx? Onyx, I, listen, it worked. It, it worked for me, like, bro. Onyx was dope, it, right? Onyx was dope, but. Onyx was, was was talking crazy, right or wrong. Oh, absolutely. And Onyx got away. Oh, with you it. and by the way, you didn't you didn't talk. It's not like you talked crazy in an actual physical threatening violence right, right. way. You just talked crazy about eating people, you know, eating MCs. Uh, I remember, Saif. I guess would you say this was the original jump off for you, cannabis, from a song standpoint? Was this showers heavy at times with occasional oh. showers <laughs> today? <laughs> <laughs> You're last, right, Cannabis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he is. Let's jump way ahead. Hold up. Fuck y'all. You don't impress me and no one can test me. The MC's so ill, I got any scared to catch me. All that shit you poppin' don't stop when I put you in a headlock and a block rush until I crush your motherfucking noggin. I grab mics and push niggas to the left so fast they hearts end up on the right size of the chest. My hypothesis is that nobody can see this lyrical genius. I got it sold like a seamstress. But if you want it bad, I'm down. If you got nine lives, I take eight of them off your hands right now. Step up and get your neck cut from ear to ear. If you survive, then you can cover your skull with a beard. I'm the illest from Queens to the new Jerusalem British. Anyone who ain't feeling my shit, it can suck my dick. You need to quit it if you ain't spitting. More than 50 bars per minute, cause you ain't a lyrical fitness. Kicking ball and rash with metaphors. This whack, all of your motherfuckers need no right there Sife those bars right there the the your your honestly you and your you in that bag man it's like you and pun there's only Eminem to me there's only a handful of people G rap who were able what's to the, use syllables the way you right. do what's the famous picture it's it's most oh I'm glad you brought that up yeah, Sife it's most pun you who else is in that picture I'm gonna show it to you I have it sitting right here for Mike you. Geronimo I, I, I got it no, no, this one. Yeah, that one is crazy. Forte, Mos, X, Pun, and you. Jesus, where was that? Um, I'm, it's what one one of the little restaurants that would have been downtown somewhere in New York. Yeah, sure. it's a diner yeah, for sure. Why y'all put Pun in the corner like that, yo? This nigga can't fit. You, it's actually Forte and X in the corner. Yeah, you get up, you get up from over there. Oh, that's the outside. I yeah, see. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's you get up from over there. Yeah. Man. What was this lunch though? What was this? Um. So they ended up calling it the round table. I'm not really sure if like Torre set it up or what, but I think Torre was the one that had the footage. It was like Torre's thing, like Torre. Oh, it was it. something being filmed. Yeah, Torrey. Yeah, it was an interview. Yeah. Oh, I it was, thought it was, it was for just... an article, right? Oh, I see, I see. He he recorded this though because this is like, yeah, there's video. Yeah, and Torrey, 
Torre, man, the same dude, Torre, the little dude with the afro, man. He's, you know, he looks the same now. He's just, he's yeah, still out here. Yeah, doing it. Torre, he made us sign releases and stuff. And um, that's crazy. This thing's been like making the rounds. For, what is it? Twenty? How many years, man? Twenty five, twenty six years, twenty twenty three, twenty three years. You ever had this? Have you? Have you ever had this framed in your house? Hell no, bro. Say, <laughs> so, you know how fast I'd have this framed I in my know. house? I mean, hell no. <laughs> this is iconic, yo. This is iconic. So, so then, like that group right there. So then, so then, crazy. So then, so then the NFT. Well, you know what? It's iconic. I, I hear you. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of just tearjerkers in there for me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you just. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just uh, the things that we thought we knew then man and we were just like we didn't have a clue bro not even a clue yeah. boss and so that's kind of where i'm at with it man i i um it makes you sad so you look back you see that and in and in, you you see the person you were then and you see mistakes that you made etc when you look at it oh yeah absolutely but i also see like we we lost a couple of those brothers there right and so yeah you know and you know short of their potential too like we lost them short of their potential right we didn't get everything we could have gotten from them you know um mm -hmm. and and then you know their families didn't get everything they could have gotten from them right right and so right. my my see that's why when you play beach from the east that was a 20 well i know i wrote those rhymes. a lot of those rhymes were written before i was even 21 i wrote a lot of those rhymes but you're talking about that was just ignorance naive um a lot of, you know, just a lot of testosterone, man. Like, I mean, I was a virgin till I was 19, man. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm all caught up now, right? I'm all caught up now, but, but, but. It took you time. I, had, I still <laughs> had a lot up. going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, in, in the hormone yeah. department, man. Like, those rhymes, man, it's not how I, how I would write poetry today, you know what I mean? But. What can I say, man? Like, I was looking for... You should not... be Listen, you should still have pride in it, though, Biss. You should... You did it in a... It was beautiful. Like, you really do have bars as... You might hear them now and think, like, oh, what was I saying? Yeah. But the way you did it, I still get chills when I hear these. Wow. Like, you want to place... You, you want to play someone like what rap... What really rapping is, going hard, like, in a specific way, right? It's not all the same, but in a specific... You want to impress someone? There, there are records of yours that I would say, "Yo, this, yeah, this eats anyone alive." Like, you're it's a limited group, man. Yo, Jamal. Did you and Marshall? Did you and Marshall ever talk? Did you and Eminem ever? Because that is a name that comes to mind when I think of you. Yeah. Too. So, you know, we have spoken before. Um, one of the one of the elements that were there while we were talking is also like no longer with us, right? So. So it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Like that's that's a weird thing too. It's like it's like there's just so much weirdness that went on, man. Like I just, I'm just trying to tell you, man. Like this don't wasn't like nothing in the movies, man, that they show where it's like, like even the um, like uh, like so I watched the Wu Tang biopic, right? Serious biopic, dope. There's a lot going on in it. But, you know, all the members came out, right? All the members came out, like, you know, Wu-Tang made a lot of noise, right? They Wu-Tang made a whole lot of noise, right? You watch, yeah, you Most, watch, yeah. you watch the, uh, the biopic, and it's like, I mean, considering considering the amount of troops, 
that were that were that were in that. You know what I mean? You know that they had like I think I think they did pretty well. I think they, you know, I think the casualty rate was real good, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, and then, it was yeah. pretty good. And right. then you got other teams where, you know, different type of things, man. And um, you know, um, I think that hip hop. I just I just think that there's a there's a real naive spirit in hip hop, man. And um, you know and it just got more and more dumbed down. I, I guess it's the way it's supposed to be right now. You know what I mean? I in the beginning it was, it used to be a, a, a communicatory, uh, you know, um, pastime. Man, we used to communicate to each other. Man, like we, you know, I I hadn't been to the West Coast until '96, but I knew about the West Coast through the music that was coming out from, from there. So that's how I was able to tell what it was like before I got there. And you know. Uh, yeah. We used to talk about, we used to communicate to each other about everything through hip hop. You know what I mean? Like the temperature, you could find out what the temperature of anywhere in the country was by listening to what what kind of rhymes were coming out of the mouths of the youth. Mm. And it's not like that anymore. Now, I'm not to say that it's a bad thing, but um, they don't really use it just to it's communicate now. Now it's used for a lot of, you know, it's even beyond advertising, right? It's somewhere else. I'm not complaining about it, man. I love it, man. If these little young, if everybody loves it, they loves it. It's cool with me, man. All I, all I'm pretty much trying to do now, is just, you know, you want, you want to, uh, you you want you want when when things, when the sun sets on your on you you know when sun sets on your stone, you want you want things to read the way that they really were and not the way that someone has paid for them to read. You know what I'm trying to say? And that's mm-hmm. just, that's just inheriting in any man, any man's going to want that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, until he gets that, you're not going to be satisfied. I want, you want things to read the way that they really were and not the way that someone has. And, and, and so uh, reading between the lines here, that makes me feel that, that what you're saying is, is you don't feel that, the story that exists on cannabis is actually the way nah. that it was to the to the Thank mainstream. Thank you, Mr. Rosenberg. No, because if you go if you go and you look in the, in the Google and you type in my name, the things that come up, that's not what it was all about. That's not right. that's not that's not it. <laughs> like what you what you're playing right now. So beats from the east was so impactful. You're saying right? Well, then where is it on the front page so. of Google when my name comes up? Right? Where is it? Right, no, you see what I'm saying? It's not no, there. It's definitely not. On the so, front so page. what? You, no. you get where I'm coming from. So, what's really yeah. right? And so that's the part that I'm talking about with like people just naive. But you know, no, the peop- the things that we love, especially me and Rosenberg and the Wanep, the Wanep community, the things that we love are not on the front page. Right. None of it. Right. None of it. Although, although I will say, let's just be clear though. Like I imagine that some of the things that come up on that first page are four, three, two, one, and second round knockout, and I do want to say that there's a lot of value to that too. I mean, you murdered right, four, let's, three, two, one, and second sorry, round KO was fine. So do this. Let's let's look it up real quick. This this is this is important to me. Let's let's look exactly. it up on Google. What comes up? Just cannabis. Why? You put in cannabis, but you but now you have to put in cannabis. Why? Rapper though, because yeah, back like then <laughs> yeah. I was the only yeah, one. Yeah. You know were the only candidate. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll say this though. I'm gonna say this, and this is gonna be a weird one, but you you already know. The reason why, 
the reason why we all celebrate March 9th, the reason why we all know Biggie's death day, rest in peace to the greatest, is because of your line. Right. Like that's I, that's not going to come up on Google. That's that's right. in the culture. Right. right. The reason why I don't I don't know when Tupac's death day is. It has to come up on my Instagram. Right. I don't know when uh, certain rappers' death days. Well, nor should I. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But the reason why the whole world knows March 9th is a day to remember is because of what you said, man. And that's crazy. It's not the impact I'm sure you thought you would have on the right. world or what you wanted it to be. But that is a part of hip-hop, a part of a segment that you left right. where we get to... We don't even have to be reminded ever. That line was like, woo. Right. Yeah. And by the way, it's interesting. And that comes from the battle. That line is you taking a shot at LL because he says greatest of all time. You said, no, the greatest of all time died on March 9th. So, like, even within that battle, that is still a significant and positive thing that comes out (laughs) of that forever. You know what I mean? So there is a I just not, I just don't want you to ever it just seems like it's all very uh like sort of heavy for you because it's so I mean, loaded yeah. with yeah, the way I mean, the story I mean, yeah, is told. Yeah, because and I, they what I'm, and I'm just telling you don't 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 let the don't let the bullshit that happened around it and the sort of basic conversations yeah. that existed afterwards negate the thing that we lived through. Yeah. And like that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast and have us because for me and Cypher your um your big run cuz obviously you've put out a shitload of music since then but your big run that everyone followed that was a positive thing that was a great fucking run yeah, like man. yeah it's it's i understand how that story could get tainted and now feel shitty to you <laughs> as a person who has to deal with all those things right like i know when someone mentions something like it, it that that was not positive in my life or ended negatively it feels shitty but don't look past all the great shit that came from yeah, it because there's a lot of fire it. in there. It's hard to see it from our point of view because I know you lived it and you know everything that happened because it literally was your life. But like, like things, things that are probably minute to you, like, like I can, I've never, I don't even like the beach, right? I don't like the beach. Right. But anytime my foot touches sand, I think of you running with Mike Tyson. On a beach, you know right, what I mean, like, right. cause that's the hardest thing you could do is run on sand. You right. know what I mean, and Your and cannabis, man. What's up, that man? never not comes to mind, bro. Right. It's so weird, like, and I don't, I, I don't really go to the beach a lot. I always wear sneakers on the beach. <laughs> yeah. That's my thing. That is hilarious, Sife. That that's, but like when I touch sand, I go, yo, remember him running in the sand, like. Mike's hilarious on this, by the way. Get up in there, move that head, man. Come on to me, man. But when you come, man, you gotta come for blood, man. Come up to me, it's, man. It's crazy on, shit on here. Nigga hole, man. Nigga's talking that shit about you. Hey, Mike Tyson here speaking with the cannabis man over here. Yo, cannabis, your main objective out here is to do nothing but eat, 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 eat. MC this shit right here. When the bell You know, I want a title a couple of times. Right. They can't hurt us, man. We're going to do it. Get up in this ring, man. Put on these gloves. Let me show you how to handle it. You want let the world know the truth. You don't want me to shine. You study my rhyme. Then you laser vocals at the mind. That's a bitch move. Something that a homo rapper would do. Yo, bitch, is that some like apparatic shit in the background? I think, uh, I think that's something. 
Yeah, that's the Russian Army Corps, man. Yeah. What? Yeah, and um, it's like you hear it right. Yeah. The and it came from uh, and uh, it came from um, it came from, it came from uh, it came from. Oh man, uh. Here, you think I'm gonna let it play for him. You only dropping clues. I studied your background, read the book that you wrote, you searched your footnotes about how you used to sniff coke, frying like a drug free role model. You disgust me. I know bitches to see you smoke weed recently. You walk around showing off your body because it sells, plus to avoid the fact that you ain't got scales. Mad at me because I kicked that shit real, nigga. Spell 199% of your fans wear high heels from Ice T to Kumo D to Jay Z. Now you want to fuck with me? You must be crazy. You dripping with whack. Juice, and you can't get it off. You better be prepared to finish what you start, nigga. You just hold it right there. We got on the This like this never happened until Drake did back to back. This had never happened right. where and you had like, like a real record. Yeah, like that was just the whole maybe thing was a, bad, a Maybe that's a bad thing, though. Why was it the single? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. Well, could, and by the way, it could have been out. It could have been out doing what it did. But then the single was like a, 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 a record, you know, a song. Did you want it to be a single? Or was that a label nah, move? Of like, nah, hey, let's was, go listen, with this thing. I was all with it. When all that was going on, I was with it because I was, it was my counter. I was, I was countering what was going yeah. on. You know what I mean? That was my counter. Um, I mean, yeah, man. You know, I, I, uh, I get it, man. I get it. If the, if the tables were turned... And somebody came at me like that, man. <laughs> I've been so freaking pissed, man. I'd have been so vexed, man. You'd have been so mad, you know. Especially if they did it at a time when I wasn't even really rhyming like that no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I was doing other yeah. things. You know what I mean? I was distracted. I was like, I, I get it. I went too hard in the paint. You better give me the respect that I deserve. Well, I'm gonna take about force, blast you with a 45 call, make you somersault, shock you with a couple hundred thousand balls, thunderbolts before you won in the war. Now you wanna talk, it's about who strikes the hardest, not who strikes first. That's why I laugh when I hear that whack ass verse. That shit was the worst rhyme I ever heard in my life. Cause the greatest rapper of all time died on March 9th. God bless his soul, rest in peace, kid. It's because of him now, at least I know what beef is. It's not what I would call. This. See, this, this is something different. different. A faggot nigga trying to make a uh -oh. living over dissing. Somebody that he gotta know is better than him. But he's feeling himself because he got more cheddar than him. Well, let me tell you something. You might got more cash than me, but you ain't got the skills to eat a nigga's ass like me. Whoa. And if you really want to show off, we could get it on live in front of the cameras on your own sitcom. I'll let you kick the first. Fuck, Fuck it, I'll, I'll let, let you kick them all. I'll even wait for the studio audience to applaud. Then watch me rip the tap in your arm. Sure. Kick you in the groin. Stick you for your Vanguard award in front of your mom. Your first, second, and third born. Make your wife get on the horn. Call Minister Farrakhan so he can persuade me to squash it. I say, no, nah, he started it. He forgot what a hardcore artist is. A hardcore artist is a dangerous man, such as myself. Train to run 20 miles and soft sand. That's you, Sai. On the off land. Program to kick hundreds of balls off land from a lost and forgotten land. You done did it, man. man. You done spit it some wax shit it and probably thought that because it's been a minute, I forget it. Fuck that. Cause like common and cube, I, I see, see the, the bitch, bitch in you. And I'ma make the world see you too, motherfucker. Yeah, dang. You've brought up the bitch in you too. <laughs> Cause that had been sort of the standard. 
the bitch in you was kind of the standard for actually. I forgot that one too in the list of records yeah, that were just an. That was just yeah, a straight up assault. Yeah, busy, but but then but then Ice Cube, yeah, but then all those guys, like they kind of got away with it, you know. They did the spanking and got away with it, you know what I mean? I like I, yeah. my world, man. That thing. I mean, you're playing it right now. I'm I'm 40. So it just so it just kept following bro. you. I mean, look at look at it, man. I'm 47. I got. Yo, I got I got salt and pepper up here, man. <laughs> Hairline's still pretty good, though. Hairline's still pretty good. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I still got salt and pepper, like you know. Let's let's talk about another record, by the way. That that uh, every Saif, I don't know the last time you heard this, but this shit right here was ringing on the college radio scene when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Joseph Stalin. Yeah. I'm about to make the name Consensus, the name you feel. Y'all niggas are scared. I'm your worst nightmare. So if a lot of people listening are going to be like, God damn, I forgot how nice cannabis was. We're going to have a lot of people digging shit up right now. By the way, Common's another artist who as lauded as he is for being great and people love him and he's rich and famous. People still don't talk about him musically the right way. He doesn't get the what he nah, should get either. Nah, he's underrated. He's underrated he, he's for at, sure. Um, but Rashid, but like, yeah, he, yeah. Here you go. Hold on, Biss. One thread at a time, so you niggas need to stop testing me, cause you know you can't ever be stepping in me with superior weaponry, exposing yourself to the verbal radiation. Saying you can defeat me is nothing but speculation. Living some battle faster than bullets travel through barrels. Niggas be digging my styles like fossils and pterodactyls. Who wanna battle? I'm bad to the bone marrow. The earth got one sun, but I walk with three shadows. With a law, my supernatural bodyguard. Niggas couldn't touch me if they gave me a massage. I'm seeds who compete. This is you always had a line that cracked me up on this record when you said you said you talked about uh, uh, fucking chicks off the internet and said, see if I click and drag long <laughs> enough, I'll get the ass. A long time ago, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, a long time ago. Yo, do you do you consider yourself the first? Do you consider yourself the first internet rapper, or do you think that's like a I mean, made up? All right, so I'm, I'm I'm not. I I, I you said it, I was louded as that, but uh, I mean I I'm not really sure who else was out there doing that. I know that uh, during that time, we're talking about '97 to '98. There was a company that did internet traffic. It was Alexa or Alexis. And it was it was mm -hmm. eighteen something like Lexus that. Lexus Nexus. And it was it was eighteen yeah, yeah. million hits. Uh, yeah. It was a it was, it was 18, Lexus Nexus. No, it wasn't the Lexus Nexus. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> well maybe it was. Not like, a Lexus Texas. Was, right? so, no, no, no. So, uh, <laughs> I think it was Lexus Nexus. Okay, wait, there were eighteen hits million hits on what? Com from September ninety seven to September ninety eight. And um I don't know. Yeah, well, at yeah. that time, that and and you know that was those uh, are big numbers. No one really had machines back then. I don't know where those machines. Was. A lot of them was from Europe, um, but it wasn't a lot of people. I know, I know, people from the hip hop community didn't have no computers like that back then. So, uh, so how did you get into so it? How I did worked, you become uh, a computer so you, guy? You're um, you're a DMV guy too, right? So, um, right. So I worked for. Yep. Uh, 
I worked for mm-hmm. AT&T down in Lafayette, 1919, um, in the FCC. Down in Searcy, like, doing filings and stuff like that for the FCC. Worked for AT&T and with the guys out in the field that um, I was given a laptop and I had to dial in on the modem and I had to get the service tickets that these guys were performing out in the field. And I had to transfer the server tickets from, uh, from physical hard copy there in the office, like into the, into the internet on the site where they were performing the work. And then I had to, I had to go ahead and confirm that that work was done every time one of the techs from the field reached back. So they needed, they were using computers for that. Uh, the modem, uh, modem on a, in the laptop, IBM ThinkPad. And so I had one of those for work and I started mm. messing around with that and learning how to use a word processor with that. And then I went ahead and bought my own and then the rest is history, man. Cause when I bought my own, I just, I just got immersed in what the, what the thing could do. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how everybody, when everybody got into cell phones, then what they can do now that's how it was for me with the IBM ThinkPad back then like it, like it could do everything like I was on I was online yo listen yo I'm telling you to this people thought that I like I got my rhymes from the computer I was getting my rhymes from the internet you didn't understand that like the internet had places to go they didn't know like they'd see me come in there I opened the lappy up and they thought and rap like all the you know the dudes in the hood everybody I mean I was born in Jamaica. I'm from the third world country. That's hood too. But for some reason, these dudes thought that I was getting my music from the computer. They didn't understand that the internet would have places that you could go. You were just typing in rap. You were just typing in rap lyrics. There was no Google. There was no nothing. But look at look at look at rap. Look at look at the world now, though. Like they're all on computers, aren't they? And they're pretty savvy with it, aren't they? Everybody. Yeah. So yeah, bro, my boy. So, so Jamal, yeah, now it's possible. You know, Jamal is my brother. Jamal is like my best friend since '96, wow. whatever. So Jamal was in the whole Charles wow. Sue group home camp. He used to road manage A plus and then yeah. cannabis. And Jamal tells me cannabis stories all <laughs> the time, bro. Like that's Jamal is his his. Right. His heyday of when he had the right. most fun in life was those days, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he's like, yo, Cannabis used to have this big-ass laptop, and, like, nobody <laughs> knew what the fuck he was doing. It was strange. It was strange for, like, a normal person to just have a laptop out and about. Yeah. Right? No one had laptops yet. You know what I mean? Like, you had a computer at work to do your whatever data processing Entry, or whatever. Yeah. Data. Yeah. But, like... He had a, and then he was like, yo, he was going to all these crazy sites where we didn't even know what a site was. You know what I'm saying? Like, we take it for granted now, but these words were like, yeah, Ooh. you know, and that's the thing, right? So, I, by you saying that, Jamal, that's deep. I love Jamal, man. Jamal was always, all, Jamal was yeah, always, man. you could always count on an honest answer coming from Jamal. You know what I mean? You could always count on that. And, um, yeah. mm-hmm. Jamal took me to, a lot of studios Jamal took me to, you know, like uh, Paradise, you know what I mean, up there, mp3.com. Jamal was with me, man. We pound, we were we were pounding the pavement all over, like, the city. You know what I mean? The, the great papaya stuff, Jamal was yeah. down there with me with the plague and all that, with Pumpkinhead and all that. Jamal oh, yeah, was down yeah. there with me. Um, 
Jamal was the one in the studio to always be like, you know, yeah, forget about that 60 ball stuff, Joe. Give me them bars, man. Cause remember, we was all young, right? Jamal used to want to hear the bars. So yeah. those those parts of it was good, right? <laughs> you know, however, there were things with the computers and all that that I I knew that I was I was a little bit more savvy at that time and ahead with the tech compared to you know, our own ethnicities, right? The people who we, you know, we hung with. And so yeah. I was kind of looking for somebody to, you know, look for my expertise there and not just the rap and, you know what I'm saying, trying to spank people people on record. Because I, I could have done a lot of things back then with what I knew. You know, all that stuff got pushed to the wayside later right. on because now I'm, I'm not no tech whizzy now. But at the time, man, there were a lot of things I could have, I could have put the folks on to. And it just the narrative got grabbed and it just ran yeah. in a direction. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the problem when that's the problem when you're really good at multiple things. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are not really good at multiple things. A lot of people are good at one or two things if they're lucky. And you had a couple things that you were really good at. So then it was like, well, how do we make money? We signed you as a rapper, so that's what we're gonna try to focus on. But if they were if they knew better, they'd be like, oh, can this I ask is you a guys a huge favor? Way. All right, um, Cypher, yeah. let's continue this cannabis episode on Patreon. I think we have to. Okay. But hold on. I do need you guys to know I, the the stuff we're going to get to at the end. I I don't want to say it's the best part, but I feel like I you should you should check out the Patreon. Join us. Join the dark side. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Mogentarder. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. <tryk>